last time on Join the Party. Someone's been stealing jewelry, money, candy, and other valuables from campers' cabins and lockboxes. And the best friends are on the case. A kingfisher cabin is pinning it on loner Zev. Les and Carrie-Anne try to sort through the mystery, but are waylaid by Jenny, Conway, and Doug Juice, and the fact that the witnesses were 12-year-old boys. Zev pulls Phoebe aside and pleads his case. He would never have done this because he's protecting a big secret. He's a preteen werewolf. Zev swears Phoebe to secrecy, but runs off when Phoebe's magic gets out of control. As the best friends pull on the thread of the mystery, it really looks like a werewolf is behind the robberies and some other attacks on campers. But we have another problem. Three identical men are speeding towards camp in a pickup truck, and they are pissed. Let's get the party started. There is a ruckus coming down the road towards the front of camp, and you have investigated two cabins that have had their valuables robbed. What would the three of you like to do? Phoebe is going to take off for the cover bridge because she knows that Seb is there, and also because she had that premonition earlier that bad news was coming for the bridge. Uh, so I think she's extremely nervous that something bad is going to happen to poor Seb. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are we like splitting up then? Yeah, I think I think it's probably best if we we split up and look for clues, for lack of a better phrase. Zoinks! In the words of a talking dog. Roll. <laughs> Less, I feel like the the stuff could be anywhere. This creature or person could be hiding anywhere. I think we have to draw them out. Do you have any valuables, like valuable metal or or money, back at the cabin? I've sunk all of my money into vintage camp wear so I know it's valuable but I don't think someone else would think it's valuable mm. Mm. Les seems like he maybe like collects old coins cause if not <laughs> damn what a fucking bird I'm not wrong <laughs> or like you're, some of your equipment cause if not I'm just gonna go to the director and be like I need some jewelry and I'll explain later <laughs> I need to borrow a thousand dollars of the camp money I don't think I have any valuable equipment but, like, can I just add that I collect coins, Eric? Is that okay with you? <laughs> I like that. What I want to say... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Oh. Here's my... Here's Monster of the, here's some Monster of the Week stuff I, I can offer, right? Is that we have... There is a valuable thing that has been shown. Conway's bracelet, right? And Jenny has already pack-bonded you into protecting that. All right. Also, you can go to the director. You can also try to just root around in places that have been established that has stuff. Like, if you might remember from our world-building episode, hey, let's just look under the auditorium and see if there's some stuff there, right? All the way at the back, just kind of there. So there are a few different options here. Like, there are, there are different pros and cons, right? You're currently not in great standing with the director, but you, the director definitely might have something valuable. The situation with Conway, as, as spelled out by Jenny, but you, you might strike out looking in the auditorium and then you just waste time. And then you just wasted time, right? So you got you all need to make a choice here. 
Les, what do you think? Should we ask Conway to come with us and put them down in a clearing in the forest and like hide in the trees? Well, I don't want to put Conway in actual danger, but um, I think we could talk Conway into letting us borrow their, their bracelet. From what Jenny said, it sounded like if they took it off, something bad would happen, which I have to admit I am extremely curious about. So I'd, I'd be pretty into finding that out. Huh. Yeah, let's see if we can get that bracelet off. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. So we're going to... Phoebe is sprinting towards the covered bridge. Let's figure out this plan, right? So there's a funny thing at camp where you just run into random people, but you see them like across camp. <laughs> so because there's just like a giant field, right? You can just see for miles. So I feel like you could shout down the other group of CITs as you see them. And I think Jenny Conway and Dougie Juice come back over to you. And Jenny says... So, have you found any leads? Do you know who's been taking things? Well, we know it's not a camper, and we're pretty sure it's a creature. Um, they just uh, attacked one of the kids in the flycatcher cabin. Um, Phoebe is doing some reconnaissance, making sure Zev is okay. Uh, but we need to, like, circle up and, and lay a trap. So I know I have an emergency 20. That's all the money I bring to camp because camp's <laughs> all the money I need. Um, but does anybody have, like, valuables or money? Or, Conrad, maybe you could, like, lend us your bracelet. Again, not not to put it in danger at all, but just to make sure that we can lure this thing out. I think once we see it, we can deal with it. But until then, it's just going to keep attacking cabins one by one. Have any of you read the Book of the Dam before? And Les opens his book. So this is clearly probably a werewolf, and we need some bait. Um, and I think, Conway, you're, if we follow these steps as outlined here, we could be able to not only like verify that werewolves exist, but also maybe capture one, and uh, we need your help. Basically, I'm asking for a favor that then you, I can repay in the future. Or if somebody has like a thousand dollars, like or like maybe or that, yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. Dougie Juice says, "I'm not giving you a thousand dollars that I definitely have. You don't have to give it to me. You just have to put it in a clearing in the forest, and we'll all hide in the trees and then jump out whenever the thing it is. Don't you want to do that? Doesn't that sound more fun than watching a bunch of kids vomit as they stargaze?" Yes, I do want to Looney Tunes this, but I'm not going. But I'm not going to like give you a thousand of my dollars. Just a hundred is fine. No, no. Uh, You're not Jenny giving said, it to me. You're gonna put it on like a fishing line. Dougie Juice. Do you have money? Look at me. Of course I do. <laughs> these were a these were $2000 on stock X. You see these <laughs> shoes? They look like literal lions. Come on. And I'm <laughs> wearing them. Well, I don't think we can I don't think we can like put a credit card out in the forest. I don't think that would work. So Wait, how how do we make sure that these shoes are legit? Can you can you show me the tongue or whatever? No, stop! <laughs> Unless it's like a platinum card, I'm not here. Amanda's, hurt. Amanda's hurting my feelings. No, because if he takes it off, I will grab it and run into the forest. <laughs> Do you want to try to manipulate him to take yes. off his shoes? All right, manip yeah, manipulate. You're going to steal this boy's shoes. You're going to steal his shoes, Amanda. All right, I got a seven. Oh, oh shit. Okay, with a seven, here's what I'm going to say. Is Dougie says, no, you can't have my shoes. But I think that Conway then offers their arm out with their hand on the bracelet and offers it. Then he says, "They yes, this is pure. This bracelet is pure silver. I Conway is willing to be the bait if they can hold on, if they can hold on to the bracelet, but they can like, you know, offer it out like it's a tasty morsel of something, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, let's go over to the clearing behind the cabins. Conway, pretend you're like taking a nap or whatever, but we'll actually zip tie the bracelet to your hoodie. You got the thumb hole thing, right? Well, we, no, we don't want to do that because then if we want the bracelet to be able to actually come off just in case it needs to come off. We don't want to put Conway in actual danger. I mean, Conway, you know? would you rather lose a hand or the bracelet? Because I'm getting that's, the vibe that that's maybe, the it's, maybe it's maybe it's um, the hand. Jenny says, "What? Either, both? Let's do the trap." Great. Connie, yes. Connie just nods hard. Jenny, can you not talk for Conway, please? Um, uh, we Conway, <laughs> we have a relationship where I can speak for Conway, and that's fine. No, and that's Con- not true of anybody. Conway, can you? Conway verbally... puts their hand on uh, their arm around Jenny and looks at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Conway, go go take a nap in the clearing, guys. Let's uh, let's go let's go ring the the field and and wait quietly. All right, let's do a trap here. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. Right, what is both of your cools? Well, that's a one, Eric. Uh, minus one for me. Minus one? <laughs> but okay. if I act under pressure, I do get to roll plus weird, so it's plus two. Okay. This is going to be a roll on behalf of the group. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because you're in average between the act under pressure roll and, and you're weird, but there are four of you hiding, so I'm going to subtract one. So I'm going to give you plus one to this. Roll an act under pressure for this trap working, Okay. All of you are in the bush or hiding in bushes. Conway is pretending to sleep in a clearing. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, me, 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 me. Like bottom Gee. in a Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right, which of you is going to roll this? Um, can I, like, set up a trap camera? Like, I, from my um, my cryptid hunting gear. Like, I want to make sure I have evidence of this thing if we get to see it. You know? Like a trail cam? Absolutely. That's fun. That's gonna- fun. I'll just give you that for free. So whatever happens here, whatever goes down, this will be recorded for your on your personal thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and great. I'm going to have like my mace and my flares, like one in each hand. I want to be up a tree and have the others be at ground level, <laughs> just in case. Um, <laughs> exactly. And to answer your question, Eric, I should not be rolling because I'm rolling uh, poorly this session. Okay, I'll roll. Statistically, that means you should be rolling higher in the next few. Hopefully. All right, let's see how this trap goes. Brandon's really juicing those die. Yep. What'd you say? A plus what, Eric? Plus one. Got a six. So that's plus one, plus seven, baby. Hey! Oh, thank goodness. Wow. Okay. Here's what happens. All of you, you're all in your, in your various positions, right? Conway is snoozing. Fake snoozing, right? Maybe Conway actually fell asleep. You hear it goes from fake snoring to like the real like like real like a real snore and maybe Conway is actually falling asleep because it's so delightful just waiting there. They're like in a sunbeam dappling through the trees. Yeah, a moonbeam. Oh, so dappled across their face. Like the moon is fully out and the stars are shining brightly. Yep. And Conway, this is so peaceful for them. They're laid out, their arm is outstretched with the with the bracelet dangling. I love this for them. There's just like a bluebell tickling their ear. There's a a (laughs) dewdrop on their nose. There's like a little field mouse tying their shoelaces in a prank. (laughs) You're all standing there and you're all waiting with bated breath. It's been like 30 minutes, right? And then you hear some soft clucking, like, and you see walking into the clearing is like a two and a half foot tall bird. 
It has large wings and a hooked beak, long legs, and sharp claws on their feet. And it's radi- the bird is radiating a very soft light off of its gold and silver wings. And it also has a big full belly. It's like it has a beer belly right now, and it's walking slowly. Like it's kind of like clomping slow, as only like turkeys and other flightless birds can do. <laughs> it's kind of just like awkwardly clomping towards Conway. I can't believe you would use the cryptid compendium against me. Eric. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> you are all frozen, being like, "What is this?" Didn't expect a bird. That's for sure. Just like a light, it is, it is lit like there is a uh, a night light inside of it. I'm like furiously, silently trying to find the page of the book with this in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you open it up, it says Alicanto. This is a bird that loves to munch on metal. Yummy. It clomps forward and then it goes down and it sniffs the bracelet. It sniffs it again. And Conway is fully just snoozing right now <laughs> and pulls the bracelet off of Conway's uh, wrist, right? And it's like about to chomp into it like it's eating a donut, right? As the bracelet is pulled off of Conway's <laughs> wrist, Conway like sits up quickly and then stands as they quickly turn into a horse that is covered in grass and seaweed. Yes. Just all, like as fast as possible. Like we went from person to horse immediately. This makes me so happy. And How then dare goes, you I listen to so episode happy. two of Spirits Podcast? And the and Conway the horse. The green horse goes and rears up. It is chaos. What do you do? Uh, I start oh. flipping to the next page trying to find out what the fuck this thing is. Green, I... green horse, green horse, green horse. Green that horse. is in, the only thing that comes up is Kelpie. This is a uh, a horse that is, that is usually a protector of water, of lakes and rivers, and is covered. And that's like. That is seaweed, or I guess if it's a lake, it's not a seaweed. But and you're debating lake that weed. in your head. Yeah, <laughs> it's lake weed. Uh, I'm going to whip off my sweatshirt, my camp branded sweatshirt from the '80s, and drop out of the tree, attempting to catch this bird like a chicken that's gotten loose in the bedsheet. All right, do it. I think this is kick some ass. Yeah. Am I good at tough? Not really. Well, I rolled a six on the die plus zero. Okay. But I'm going to use my first luck of the campaign. Hell yes. Let's go. Okay. So when you use luck, it's like you crit. It's like you got a 10 plus. What happens when you use luck? Every single playbook has uh, some amount of luck. Uh, It has like a luck move. So I get to change my rolls to a 12. However, because I'm an initiate, something is going to go wrong for my sect, an ill-advised project or a disastrous operation. No, not the camp. Wonderful. I'm going to keep that in my pocket. Eric just puts that right into his pocket. In my little shirt, in my little shirt pocket. <laughs> you turn into a 12. Oh. All right. You see, you kick some ass. You get to do damage, but you also get an extra effect. You gain advantage. You can take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You can inflict extra harm, which I don't think you're going to do. You can suffer less harm because even when you kick some ass, they hit you back, or you can force them where you want them. I'm going to force them where I want them. I want this bracelet out of this Alicanto's mouth, and I want the chicken safely ensconced in my sweatshirt. Does that count? If you want to put them in your sweatshirt, you can. I'm just trying to decide if that's allowed in, in terms of what you force them where you want them. 
Eric, sorry. Also, I get to, when I saw a new type of creature, I immediately get to ask and investigate a mystery question. If that helps you, Amanda. Ooh, yeah, you should do that. And then sure. we'll decide what to do. Yes, as you're flipping through, you were looking at your book and you're reading the Alicanto. Would you like this to be, oh, you get one for both. Because mm-hmm. the Alicanto and the Kelpie. Yeah, why don't you ask one for both while you're flipping through? So I can ask Amanda, what is it going to do for the Alicanto? Uh, what can hurt it? Do, do, do. What is being concealed here? Where did it go? What happened here? What sort of creature is what going to hurt it? Are any of those helpful for you, Amanda? I'd like to know what's being concealed here regarding Conway, apart from the fact that yeah. they're a Kelpie. And then for the Alicanto, I think what can hurt it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll ask, yeah, what what could hurt it for the Alicanto, and then uh, what's being concealed here for my best friend Conway? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, Les, I'm really sorry that there is someone more interesting than you at camp now, and it's Conway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the Alicanto, what can hurt it? It's just a bird. It's also especially a bird because it, although it cannot fly when it's eaten metal recently, that's why it has a big pot belly, is mm. that it can't fly away. So it's actually particularly vulnerable at this moment. You don't need to hurt it necessarily. You can just like kind of shove it to where you need okay. to get where you need it to go. Amanda, can I make a quick suggestion? Of course. Carrie Ann's probably trained in like CPR and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Heimlich maneuver on a bird? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so you can force it where you want to. You can force it into like into the area where everyone is so that they can grab it and put it in a net. I'm gonna keep the bird in my sweatshirt, poke its head out the out the sweatshirt neck hole and attempt to do a thalic maneuver on the bird. Okay, you still need to do damage to it. So I think you can just grapple it. That's fine. All right, so you force it where you want it, keeping it in your sweatshirt. It does have claws, so it is going to slash you for two harm. However, do you have armor? Because Um, you're wearing a heavy jacket? I do, yes. One armor heavy. Okay, so since you have armor, that's reduced to one. Okay. Just because I didn't say this before, we clear everyone's harm if you're under four in between sessions if it's long enough. So we kind of cleared all this. So you're back to zero in terms of harm. So you take one harm. On it. That shit hurts. Uh, I'm giving you negative one forward in your next roll because you're getting slashed underneath your armor because that's how you're securing it. Ow. <laughs> What's being concealed here? Kelpies are dangerous to humans because mm. if you touch a Kelpie, you get stuck to it. That's bad. That's they, bad. They do drag you underwater and you do die. Exactly. Yeah, That's real bad. Eat Kelpies are not just grass horses or water grass horses. That is the big danger here. And like that's what Kelpies would do when they're malicious creatures. So you want to stay out of the way. And actually, I'm going to give you a plus one to a roll because Conway the Kelpie is going to stampede, is going to run away because they are a horse. So both of you, to avoid the stampede, please roll tough. Cool, cool, cool. Or no, not cool, tough. Ha yes. This is the <laughs> Kelpie's custom move. This is like you need a roll to avoid someone doing something to you. I got a six, unfortunately. Oh, I got a seven. Minus one is a five. Okay. That's with the plus one, Brandon? No, sorry. Then that's an eight. That's an eight. Okay. Here's what happens. The stampede in Kelpie, it just storms away. Carrie Ann, you were not able to get out of the way and like... I guess you just get bowled over by the Stampede and Kelpie, and you are stuck to Conway. Mm -hmm. So you are getting hauled away with an eight less. You were able to dive out of the way, but now you are directly in the path. Like, the the Alicanto gets out of Carrie Ann's sweatshirt, and now you are, like, face-to-face with the Alicanto, and it slashes you, and you take two harm. 
Great. This is going real good, guys. Yeah. This was a great plan we did. Sorry I'm not there. You are also in range of the Alicanto if you want to grab it. So Les, you, and Dougie Juice, and Jenny. Jenny and Dougie Juice, like, covers both of you in a net. <laughs> the Alicanto, as you were scrambling with the Alicanto, you can kind of, like, back your way out of the net. Carrie Ann, you are stuck to Conway that is trampling away towards the waterhole. I'm fine. Just get the bracelet. I mean, I'm not just going to let Carrie Ann get carried away by this Kelpie. So I'm going to push my body past his physical limits with my no limits move and just run so fast after this Kelpie. And on the way there, grab the bracelets out of the Alicanto's mouth. Yeah, you're able to do that because it, it, it's grabbed. Um, yeah, you are starting to sprint after the, the Kelpie that is storming away. Uh, let's roll on it. Yeah. That's plus hey, weird? Yes. Hey, Eric, I really like how your small mysteriums have bigger mysteriums inside of them. It's like a little nesting doll. It's yeah. like a little uh, kinder egg. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember Wonder Balls as a... Uh... Fuck yeah. yeah. Julia, I remember the entire theme song. <laughs> What's in a Wonder Ball? ball. Yummy Nestle chocolate, candy shapes inside. Who would know they're trying to get a Wonder Ball can hide. Or I wonder, wonder, what's, what's in a Wonder Ball? ball? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Great. Those are great. I got a 10... Eight plus Ooh. two, so that means that I just do the thing. Hey, that's you great. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so you are keeping up with the Kelpie. You are running as fast as a horse, which Less is tight as fuck. you're running as fast as a horse. Tight as fuck. <laughs> Carrie Ann, you are stuck to the Kelpie. You, I feel like you just have a hand stuck to the side. Ah. All right, what no, do you I want? think it's my butt and my back. Your butt and your back <laughs> is stuck to the side of the, of the Kelpie? As it's, it like is... I'm a saddlebag on the Kelpie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what would you like to do? I think both of you are, although stuck, what would you, what would you two like to do? I mean, I'm going to try to throw the bracelet onto the Kelpie. Yeah, or, or throw it to me, and I can just, like, stick it to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that better. Because like, I'm already stuck, so oh. you shouldn't touch it. Awesome. Why don't we do, uh, let's do a uh, act under pressure move for less, and then Carrie Ann, you help. Mm-hmm. So I get to roll weird instead of cool on that? Nice. Yeah, and I got a nine on my help roll, so you get plus two to whatever you roll. Dang. Oh, it don't even fucking matter. I got a 12 plus two for a 14, baby. Damn, Jesus a 16. Christ, plus the help. Oh, my God. Crap. All right, what are, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I'm not even fucking, like, breathing hard. I'm just, like, chilling right next to <laughs> Carrie Ann, and I just, like... You know, like it's a fucking Sunday stroll in the evening. I just hand off the bracelet to Carrie Ann, and Carrie Ann takes it away from there. Yeah, and I will, since I'm already stuck to the horse, I'm not worried about touching it. So as it is galloping, I am going to just slip it on to the horse's hoof. You reach, you reach down as it's as it's storming down. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this would have been incredibly dangerous getting your hand, one of you getting your hands underneath a galloping I'm horse. Stuck, baby. But you, <laughs> you reach down because you both rolled so well, and you are able to slip it back on the horse immediately. Like carry it, you fall, <laughs> you fall off. The momentum carries me forward. Yeah, it's almost like a pop. Like uh, all of a sudden, Conway, the horse turns back into Conway with a sweatshirt, and you're no longer stuck. So both of you go. To just like skitter out onto the grass and you both have nasty, nasty grass stains. That was sexy, guys. Oh. I just want to tell you as someone not in that scene, incredibly sexy. Thank you, Julie. And I just like slide in onto my side and then like pop back up to my feet right next to them. Perfect <laughs> landing. Les, I'm pretty sure I like girls, but that was awesome. <laughs> hey, I get it. I like girls too. It's great. Aren't they? <laughs> They're great. Phoebe's just like, I feel like there's a conversation that I shouldn't be there for. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't feel like it's a premonition, but it, 
Is it? <laughs> it's just the best friend munition. Mm. Your best friends are hanging out without you. You get a best friend munition. I love that. Uh, I am going to go into my book and just like check off Kelpie and check off Alicanto. Hell yes. Okay. Let's head back to Phoebe. Phoebe, you are sprinting over to the covered bridge. <laughs> the, the, the hard cut comparison between less running and Phoebe running <laughs> is incredible on, this, on screen. It's real different. It's real different. You are sprinting to the front gate. The gates are open, which is which is pretty mysterious because usually the gates are closed, especially at night, for literally for this thing. And you are just caught in the lights of two headlights. And you hear, "Who get out of the way!" Phoebe's just like, oh, "Deja vu. Uh, I'm sorry, you're not allowed in here right now." Says who? Says. What would Les say? What would Les say? Says me, bitch. <laughs> and I would like to use magic. Yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, one of my use magics is bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Hell yes. I cannot believe it's written right in here. That's All amazing. Right. All right, here we go. Guys, we should have been playing 14-year-olds this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is a 7 plus 2 for a nine. That means I get one glitch in this. Okay, cool. So what I would like to do is I'm going to take, like, harm, I think. One harm, ignore armor. Wonderful. As you do this? Yes. Uh, so I think what Phoebe does is Phoebe, like, grabs the gate and tries to slam it shut. And, like, the magic from her fingertips, like, electrifies the gate almost, but also reverberates up her arms and shocks her. Cool. All right. Yeah. Take one harm. As you're electrified, I think that your knees buckle and you're kind of, like, kneeling in front of the gate. You are definitely in a tough situation here. Yeah. Like, as you slam the gate shut. Ow, ow, ow. Hey, we have had it enough with this weird fucking camp. The Brothers Boudreaux need our things back, and we do not appreciate new weirdos coming and taking our things. Uh, I've had enough of you, sir. Please go away. Good one. Got me. With the truck still running, they, they hop down on the road. Uh, they are all of equal sizes. <laughs> Uh, and wearing exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. And the camp is the weird one, sure. Yeah. They're wearing a tank top advertising a barbecue place down the street. And they're wearing jean shorts. Uh, and they're all carrying metal baseball bats. They start banging on the gate with their with their metal bats. And it seems like your protection can only hold for so long as three grown men are trying to break it down. Uh... Be like, let us in and give us back what you took. Sir, I'm a 13-year-old camp counselor in training. I can't do that. Okay, then let us in and let us talk to your managers. I can't do that either. Yes, you can. You're threatening a child, sir. The customer, bang, is always bang, right? Can I just manipulate them to feel bad and go away? <laughs> you can try. You can certainly try. I certainly can. I have a... Whole negative one to charm, but let's go for it, right? <laughs> sure. This is related to your your premonition, though. So I add, I add plus one. Okay, are you going to do it for so this gonna, one? So they cancel out? Yeah, this is my one forward, right? Wonderful, yes. You can use your... I just want to know that you're using your one forward. Great. I rolled a nine. Okay, a nine. So you want them to feel bad for you? I want them to feel bad about trying to, like, do me harm as a 13-year-old. A young child. Okay. 
because it's a nine, these are aggressors. These are monsters. These are quote unquote monsters, as it were. Eric, so you, you cannot... know what? Toxic masculinity is a fucking monster. Preach, <laughs> king. Fucking preach. So with a preach. So with a nine, you can't manipulate monsters or minions, as it were. So I'm gonna say that they kind of they ignore you because you didn't uh, roll a ten. It'd be like that. I do not care, small young la- young lady. Give sh- open the gate and let me come to the office and talk this out, and so I can say what you gave back. You could give back what you all took. Uh, I would be happy to have the director give you guys a call any any day you want. Uh, but right now, I I cannot let you inside because the gate is closed and I am not authorized to open the gate back up. Sorry. We will run this gate open. You know we will. We are the kind of guys who would do that. That's terrifying, <laughs> sir. I'm 13. What did they take? What did they take? Yeah, what did they take? As you are pleading with them, you see that a large claw and yellow eyes are coming out from underneath the covered bridge. Hey, it's Eric. You know what's making me happy right now? Is hydrating a lot. I love it when that sweet, cool, crisp water is just flowing through my veins. I'm like 95% H2O. I am not someone who likes to drink a lot of water. I'm only coming around on this recently. But like the least I can do is make my insides feel like a waterfall. And then I can be with all you cool kids who pee 10 times a day. It's just nice. I think there has to be something about the straw. It's the straw that's getting me. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's 32 ounces, insulated, and never stops being cold and crisp. First and foremost, thank you to our newest patrons, Courtney and Katya. We are so excited about the new benefits we just introduced on the Patreon. We think you're going to love it. Remember, $5 a month party planning, ad-free episodes at $8 a month, video content at $10 a month, and more and more and more. We want to give a special shout-out to our highest-level patrons who are playing one-shots with us, the team. We already have two patrons, and we are so, so thankful for all of you. Also, Amanda and I went through the Patreon and retagged all of the Campaign 1 Patreon content so everyone can see that. Go all the way back to 2017 and check out our Patreon content at patreon.com slash join the party pod. It is a great and wonderful day to check out all of the shows in the Multitude Collective because why not listen to more shows that are sound so good with people who are so enthusiastic about what they're talking about. Have you ever wondered what life would be like on a planet different from your own? Or how writers could create your favorite fictional world? Well, wonder no more, because we got the facts for you in Exolore. Every other week, astrophysicist and folklorist Dr. Moya McTeer explores fictional worlds by building them with a panel of expert guests, interviewing professional world builders, or reviewing the merits of worlds that have already been built. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll get an appreciation for how special our planet really is. Subscribe today by searching Exolore in your podcast app or go to exolorepod.com. Dr. Maura McTeer is the single smartest person on the internet right now, and you got to continue to consume more and more of her thoughts and content and knowledge. 
Today, we are sponsored by United by Blue. This is a clothing and outdoor accessories company that focuses on sustainability and ethical product sourcing. For every product purchased, United by Blue removes one pound of trash from oceans and waterways. That's the blue in the name and how we're united. They are my favorite place to shop for clothing and accessories for outdoor summer hangouts, like my new best friend, a big water bottle. We're new now we're friends. They're also a certified B Corp, which means they're an ethical business. So check them out and get a special discount at jointhepartypod.com slash UBB. That's jointhepartypod.com slash UBB to check out United by Blue. We are also sponsored this week by Tank Tops. Tank Tops, let your armpits out. And now a word from... <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know what makes my mind feel better? Is drinking a lot of water. It's so silly, but it's like, oh, I don't know how to take care of myself because uh, everything is bad around me. So uh, the only thing I can do is try to, like, make my little body a little bit better. But I don't want to, like, go to the gym because of the global pandemic. And eating is, like, one of the only good, fun things I can do. So, like... I'm going to drink a lot of water and it's going to be nice for me and it's going to relieve a little bit of stress for myself that I am taking care of myself, right? But how we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping your mind and your body and your life healthy. And one of the only ways you can do that is by accessing therapy, and BetterHelp is one of the ways you can do that. You meet with a therapist via phone, video, or live chat. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, so as soon as you want to do it, you can actually start getting the process going. And you can switch to a new therapist for free if you need to, which is very important, finding the right therapist. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. It's better, H-E-L-P.com slash join the party. Better help. Have better help for your mind. Bone witch. And now, back to the show. Remember that the covered bridge is over kind of like a dried creek bed. So the covered bridge is useful, is actually used, and that is where you see Zev and his curly black hair is poking out, and he's like Zev, taking Zev, steps Zev, like toward Zev, you, Zev, and he's like, Zev, Zev. is he going to come out? I think Phoebe just like shakes her head like, no, 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 no. They already think we're weird. Don't. Please don't. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do if it. You want do it. That, I will say, you can, you, Zev wants to help you. If you want to manipulate him, you have, you, uh, that is a manipulate role. So he, he wants to come out and help me? Yes. I don't want to put him in danger on being a bad camp counselor. Eat the douches. Eat the douches. Eat the douches. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the worst thing to eat, Brandon. That's um, <laughs> Oh, gosh, I don't know. Hold on. You know what? Like, I'm thinking I'm trying to be true to the weird dark impulses that I chose for my tags. Absolutely. And I think that, like, Phoebe is, like, going to switch over from being very afraid of these men to being very mad. Yeah. Be like, mm-hmm. what? How, how dare you come to this camp and, like, threaten the kids that I, I, I don't know, I, I, 
I don't remember if I made a vow or like uh, like an oath or something like that when I said, hey, I'm going to take care of these kids. But what I'm going to do. Carrie Ann made you do an individual oath later on in our cabin. Yeah, that's right. We cut to the blood oath that Carrie Ann made all of you do in the woods earlier. But this is my job. And if you don't back off, I am going to have to do something that you will regret, not me. Oh, what is that? Oh, well, some 13-year-old young woman is going to do something that's happening. And they're banging on the gate. And the gate is starting to open up from, like, the almost magnetic hold that your magic is holding on on all of them. Great. I'm going to slam the gate open and then punch one of them in the chest. Hell yes. <laughs> How? What do you want to do? Big whammy. Big whammy, baby! Big whammy! So let's explain the big whammy move. The big whammy allows me to use my powers to kick some ass. I roll weird instead of tough. The attack has two harm, close, obvious, ignore armor. On a miss, I get magical backlash. Oh, no. Hell yes. Okay, so you're going to roll a kick some ass. You're going to do damage, but you're going to roll plus weird. Yeah. That's an 11. Woo, baby! Okay, so you kick some ass. You choose one extra effect. You get to take one forward or give one forward to another hunter. It's you by yourself. You inflict terrible harm, so you get to do plus one harm, or you personally suffer less harm because they do have baseball bats, or you can force them where you want them. Can I force them where I want them, which is, like, away from this gate? Yeah, definitely. So explain, what does your, your big whammy look like? I think it really just looks like Phoebe shoves her open palm out towards these men. And, like, she doesn't make physical contact with them, but, like, the pulse of magic that comes out of her body does, and it pushes them backwards. Absolutely. I think that, like, there's there's bright blue light, and then there you almost hear feel like a, a hard gust of wind push the truck and the men sprawling backwards as, like, the truck skids out like it's a toy car. It is now, like, 100 feet back. I don't know distances. It's I was like, going to say, that's really far. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I rolled really well, Brandon. What are you saying? It's like the truck is now like 10 feet back from the gate, and all the brothers are on their ass. They take two harm. Yeah. And Phoebe just tells them, office hours are from 9 to 4, except on Sundays. <laughs> yes, Phoebe. Hell yes. I think you do take damage back as well. Okay. I think one of them throws one of their bats at you and it like hits you with a leg. So take oh. you take one take one harm. Great. But you get you're Phoebe, you're gonna have the coolest bruise in all of camp. Yeah, just a big, just a big bruise. So you, they take two damage. Just wait till you get to tell Carrie Ann and Les about this. They're gonna be so impressed. They're gonna be oh so God. jealous that we missed it. Hell yes. And you still want Zev to stay hidden, right? I think for now, I don't want to give these guys more of a reason to, like, come to this camp and try to, as they said before, get them kids. <laughs> no more strange kids! First, the first the bust of our great-great-grandfather, Barry Boudreau, gets taken, and it's pure gold, and it's our prized possession. Yours, that gets stolen, and now this young woman has hurt us deeply. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Have you considered that maybe um, someone who isn't a small child might have stolen your gold bust since it is made of pure gold? That doesn't make any sense! Only the weird kids from the camp would do that! 
I bet I bet one of the guys you probably bragging about it at the barbecue place that you have emblazoned on all of your shirts, and uh, someone from there took it. Oh, you've been to the barbecue place. What's it called? I read their shirt. What's it called? <laughs> oh, you're asking me what the barbecue place is called? Out of I character? thought you were throwing it back at Eric. Smoke and Larry. I thought you were it's, throwing. It's called Smoke and Bones. <laughs> Smoke and Bones. Of course it is. Here's the thing, Julia. Phoebe. Here's the real fucking thing. That's ju- it's just a picture of Steven. It's a skeleton with sunglasses on holding a big brisket on, on a platter. A smoked watermelon. Yeah, it is a slice of watermelon next to the brisket on the platter. Um, have you met the skeleton that's on your shirt? See, weird kids <laughs> saying weird things. They run back to get in the car. Uh, one of them hops in the driver's seat. The other two gets in the bed. And uh, they tr- they rev the engine and be like, if you don't get out of the way, you know what's going to happen. It's truck o'clock. <laughs> uh, oh God, what am I going to do? Scratch what their eyes do? out. Scratch their eyes out. You can read a try to read a bad situation. Yeah, let's try to read a bad situation. I always forget that I can I can do actions that would help me figure out what to do. Um, <laughs> no, I just big whammy all the time. A big whammy. I also want to say that was my SAT strategy was just big whammy. And if you have there's a question you don't know, big whammy. Big whammy. Mine was guess C. Ooh, <laughs> girl rolled a twelve on read a bad situation. Oh shit. Hell yes. All right, you rolled a 12, so you get to ask three questions on the oh, read shit. a bad situation uh, list. Great. What's most vulnerable to me? Okay. What's the best way to protect the victims? Mm-hmm. And what's my best way out? Okay, wonderful. Remember, if you act on any of these answers, you also get plus one ongoing Excellent. as the information is relevant. Ooh. The best way out, I will say, is like, don't die. Honestly, like cool. that was this one's pretty straightforward. The, mm. These guys are, are doofuses. They just want to get into camp to talk to, to figure out what's going on, right? Okay. The best way to protect the victims, which I would say is Zev, to have Zev not reveal himself, is to take care of this yourself. Right. However, if you are put into a precarious situation, Zev will overcome. It seems like you're handling yourself, but as soon as that doesn't happen, Zev is going to step in. I love that for Scratch him. his eyes out. Scratch their eyes out. They can't think we're weirder, right? Like, that's fine. What's most vulnerable to me? These guys are big fucking cowards. I think if you hit them again with something, they will run away and you won't have to deal with their... You won't have to kill them, is what I'm saying. Great. Love Love that. They will run away, and so that might be an issue, um, and they live close, but you will not have to kill them to dispatch them. A problem for episode six? (laughs) Um, hmm. I mean, if I want to scare them, I'm going to big whammy their car. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, make it so a dent forms of just, like, physical force in the bumper of their car. Fuck yeah. Cool. What's you, what harm are you at, Julia? Uh, I'm at two right now. Okay, wonderful. I will say you are going up against a car, so I will, I, they are threatening to hit you with your car, with their car. Hey guys, I'm going to say it. These guys, jerks. They're real, they're real dicks. I'm going to, Brandon, Brandon, you made me feel really brave. I'm going to go ahead and say it, that unless you're a baseball player, don't be a grown man carrying a baseball bat. I, I agree. Okay, so instead of big whammy, can I inflict harm with use magic? Yes, yeah, so here's the thing, right, is like if you want to not, kicking ass 
puts yourself in situations that do damage. Right. Yes. If you want to try to do magic instead, so you can like snipe them with magic instead of putting your instead yeah. of doing kick some ass, you can do that, but then you're exposing yourself to different issues. Cool. But they know she does magic, right? And you're not trying to do harm to the card, you're trying to scare them. So that right. sounds smart. Absolutely. So do ma- I would do magic, yes. Okay, great. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to use my first luck point because I just rolled a four. Oh, hell yes. Okay, so what is your luck move? My luck move is as I mark off luck boxes, your dark size needs will get nastier. Mm. <laughs> I don't like the smile that Eric just got on his face. All right. So, uh, with Phoebe a... Cooper. Oh, okay. <laughs> Men are not at the top of the ladder of nature. They are like small grubs eating the tree of the world from the bottom. I, is it bears? <laughs> no, Phoebe, no. Enforce the hierarchy of the natural world. Wolves? <laughs> Hippopotamus? Squirrels? They Phoebe, you can keep guessing. I'll tell you what it is if you get it, but real, enforce it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll let you know if you get it. It's very funny from like a dark forest. <laughs> I'll let you know if you get it. <laughs> All right. With a 12, the magic works perfectly without an issue. You're using and you're inflicting harm. One harm. Ignore armor. Magic. Obvious. Yeah. yeah you slam the front of the car, making a massive dent. Little mushrooms pop up on the car. Phoebe just goes, chicken of the woods. <laughs> like it's bursting forth from the engine and bursting out like out of the hood as the car is slammed backwards. The brother in the driver's seat hits his head on the steering wheel. The two other brothers like fly out of the truck. The brother who slammed his head against the, uh, the, the steering wheel says, I'm concussed. Let's get out of here. As he, tr- he spins the wheel and the brothers like ha- try to hop in the truck and one of them falls out and they have to run after the truck as the truck speeds back down Fish Hatchery Road. Wait, brothers, help me. And then Phoebe, you feel a looming presence behind you. Oh, I could have got him. You didn't, you were giving him my shot. You know what, Dev? Um, sometimes, as a as a camp counselor in training, there are some things that I can't let you, as a camper, do. But I bet now we can probably go look at the stars and the moon and stuff. Well, you know I didn't do it, right? I know you didn't do it. Well, like who was stealing all the metal? Who stole their pure gold? That would be so soft. How can you get the definition of the face? You, you just can't, right? Like uh, science doesn't let you. Um, I don't know, but I bet I bet uh, Carrie Ann and Les and uh, my best friends. Um, I bet they know like something, something. You know, I bet they solved the mystery. Okay, that feels. You know, for the first time since camp started, I felt reassured about what's happening here. And woof, 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 woof. As Zev turns back into a 12-year-old boy, like, with real post-Incredible Hulk clothing. <laughs> Carrie Ann just goes like, uh, okay, we're going to get you changed. Uh, and then we're going to go up to that hill and we're going to look at those stars and also the moon. Is the moon going to be a problem for you? <laughs> 
No, I think I only transform. It's actually not a moon thing. It's more like an, an emotion thing. Yeah, the people ooh, there are a lot of misconceptions guy. about werewolves. You know what's actually funny is that the wolf, the full moon being the cause of transformation was only part of the depiction of werewolves starting in the early 20th century. The first, it was actually for the first movie that depicted this was Frankenstein meets the werewolf in 1943. So like that's just a relatively new, new thing. I don't do that. Did, so did you get like bit by a wolf or, or scratched or is this like a genetic thing like sorry we're gonna have to become better friends for you to unlock my dark past you know what i look forward to that i really do wonderful i think we star wipe away and all six of you cits are standing a little bit below on the big hill where all of the kingfisher and Flycatcher and Saberwing boys, because they actually were good boys this week, Aww. get to watch Ghost Stargazing. A few of the non-binary folk did not want to play Flashlight Tag, so they ended up joining. There are also a bunch of boys that are spinning around looking up at the stars, and they fall over, and one of them vomits all over himself. <laughs> and all six of us go, mm-hmm. Not cleaning that up. Not cleaning that up. And Les and Carrie Ann and Phoebe tell each other what happened and then try to figure out with each other's patchy knowledge about how stars are a metaphor for puberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Les, do you know what the, the, the thing at the top of nature is? I thought it was a bear, but it wasn't. Oh. Is this... <clears throat> is it like a, like a riddle? It might be a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to figure out a riddle. The only, uh... The only megafauna that still exists is a moose, but uh, I I don't know if there's like a strict hierarchy or anything. That feels right. Okay, I will suggest a moose next time. Thank you. Jenny goes, "What? Who are you talking to?" <laughs> uh, I'm talking to the best friends, Jenny. Um, I know. What did your squad get named, by the way? Oh, uh, you know the Raptors. Mm, That's kind of cool. Not as cool yeah. as best friends, but no. like pretty cool. I mean, doesn't um, care as much emotion. Less, you, know? you know about animals and stuff. Didn't the raptors like die out and aren't best friends forever? Isn't that isn't that what I learned? Well, it depends on what you. Jenny pushes about. less out of the way to say, <laughs> "Um, actually, we're actually talking about the bird type of raptors, not like the dinosaur raptors." So that's what that's what Matt that's what Matt Jane said. Uh, that he was talking about like the birds of prey. Hey, hey, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Can you um? Please not um, physically push me. Jenny takes one menacing step towards you. <laughs> you thought Conway is tough when uh, when they're mad. Don't try less. Conway giggles to themselves and goes. <laughs> Good one, bud. Uh, and for the rest of the night, Les is going to sit next to Conway and just sort of like take out his book and be like, is this right? Is this, is this true? Is this accurate? <laughs> yeah, it is a lot, yeah, it's a lot of that. So yeah, you fully know about Kelpies now. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we uh, did. You, want, you listen to episode two of Spirits Podcast and you, early, <laughs> and you, and they, uh, honestly, here's the thing, Julia got some stuff wrong, but, uh, <gasps> I won't tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me out six years later? <laughs> <Fucking rude. laughs> All right, this is the end of session part. First of all, did anyone uh, level up? Not yet, but I might. I might. I'm raising my hand very high. Oh, good job, Brampton. Oh, Brampton.
liked him. Good job. So you will you'll have a new thing that you're gonna do next time, but let's see how much experience y'all get from our end of session questions. First question: Did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was an Ali Kanto that was doing it. It wasn't Zev. Second, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Phoebe definitely saved Zev from bullying, but also maybe being seen and hunted by those men. I would argue. I would I would say that, but that's up to the keeper here. I think if we combine Conway's danger and like if the Alicanto ate the bracelet plus Zev, I would say yes. Yeah. Cool. And then did we some- learn something new and important about the world? I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, we learned that at least two creatures exist. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> there's something that thinks nature, I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever's going on with Phoebe, we learned for sure. Bears are not the top mm-hmm. of nature. Nor, nor wolves. wolves. Nor wolves. Might be a moose. We haven't decided that yet. Yeah. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? I think so. Also, Yes. I think so. I think yeah. so. We learned that uh, Les is superhuman, apparently. Well, we also found out that Les went through puberty at nine years old, so that <laughs> also true. helped. That is true. That wasn't even a burn. That's just like a truth. No, it's That's just a true. true fact. Well, we said yes to four of out of four of the questions, so yeah. everyone gets two experience. I love okay. up, baby. Oh, another level up oh for Carrie I'm excited. Hell yes. All right, so we're going to get our new, we're going to get new stuff from both Les and Carrie next session. And then what are you at? What are you at, Phoebes? Then I got two experience points. Cool. All right, so we're going to level, we're going to level up Les and Carrie because Carrie failed a lot. So this sure is did. wild. Sorry, bud. Right. Cool. All right. Love it. Carrie Ann. You were given the Alicanto to be dealt with in in the net. Great. What do you what do you do with it? Where, where do you where do you take it? Yeah, I am going to take it out toward the wall, toward the edge of camp, and using the net and my sweatshirt, sort of put it down, covered in the net, sweatshirt, you know, there to protect my own arms, and I'm gonna try to like tickle its belly, squeeze its sides, give it bird seed, anything I can to try and make it upchuck its valuables. Heimlich maneuver on the bird. This is what I'm saying. Incredible. Yeah. I'm going to just increase, you know, I'm going to try tickling it. I'm going to try squeezing it a little bit and then I'm going to try like a full Heimlich maneuver. I like it. It's a, I just love the idea of you behind a bird just giving it the Heimlich uh-huh. maneuver. Yeah, it spits out like silver dollars and Sacagawea coins and then it starts spitting out like gold chains. Yep. And then finally eventually it goes... Rah! And then an entire bust of the, the the Boudreaux ancestral father just comes out. It just comes out. But then it just like it starts to. It feels lighter. Yeah. Like it feels good. Like you took a big burp and then uh-huh. you feel like it feels physically pretty okay. And then it starts pecking at the Sacagawea coins. Yeah, I'm going to um, grab it up again and looking from left to right to make sure that Stephen is not within view. I will just kind of like chuck it over the wall. So my hands are not going to go over the wall. Just the bird. Oh my god, I'm just picturing you. Have you ever seen those videos of the people trying to like 
rehabilitate birds of prey. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like sometimes they they just like throw the bird and the bird takes off and it's really nice. And I'm just picturing you doing the thing that sometimes also happens, which is they throw the bird and the bird just falls to the ground. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julia, a hundred percent that's what happens. The alicondo goes limp and then goes Rap! and then falls right in front of the wall. And then behind you 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 uh carry on you see a light and you're Carrie Ann, what are you doing? As you turn around, and Director Lowe has like a big lantern, like an old timey lantern. The British are coming. <laughs> uh, it has like a like a big sweater, kind of wrapped around her shoulders. T shirt, shorts, and then like big sweater. A sleep hat with a bobble at the end. She's not. It's not the middle of the night, Brandon. <laughs> She's out for a walk. Ebenezer Scrooge. Sorry, Brandon. Not not to sort of correct you, but like another option might be one if by land, two if by bird. Is just what I want to put out there, just like for your consideration. <laughs> what what day is it? Is it June twenty eighth? You are now. Go buy the biggest turkey in the storefront. <laughs> <laughs> Um, director, um, great news. There was a whole thing with this bird that was sneaking in to eat children's valuables. They were like, I'm not going to use the B word, but like it was pretty close to a bullying situation in terms of targeting <laughs> one um, of the kids, um, you know, in the uh, in the Kingfisher God cabin. Damn it, um, <laughs> and so um, so we dealt with it. Um, it was really like a group project, really, with um, with Conway and Jenny and like, of course, us, the best friends. Um, and so we um, we took care of it. It was this alicanto, um, just like a bird, kind of like uh, flightless because it was so sort of engorged with valuables. And look, it's right there. And then I point down where a pile of chains and coins and one bust is covered in sort of <laughs> mucus. Um, and I'm like, who brought a bust to camp? Weird. <laughs> so I just uh, checked it over the wall, and uh, it's 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 good to go. Uh, Carrie Ann, I really appreciate the initiative. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Hold for applause. <laughs> um, but. You know what? This is actually on me. I was going to give you proper cryptid, cryptid procedure training. I love and training. I was, I was upset. Is there a handbook? Yes, there is. A certificate. Carrie Ann, can I tell you something? Anything. <laughs> the thing that I worry the most about in the world is Boo getting hurt, and I tur- I put that on you, and you are old enough as an actual staff member. That I shouldn't be letting my emotions take hold, and I, I, I was really upset at you that you were that you had swam and you were putting Boo in danger. So I want to apologize to you for that. And then this week, in the first week of camp, I was going to train you encrypted removal procedure, but I didn't get the chance, and that's why. We've kind of put ourselves in this tough situation here. So we don't put it over. We actually don't put it over the. The wall, I we take I take it back. I give it over to Assistant Director Z, and then he drives it out the front of camp and kind of lets it out into the woods outside outside of the oh, wall area. That makes sense. So, again, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to tell me what happened here sometime. This is this is pretty interesting. This is pretty great. I would love nothing more than very regular one-on-ones with you. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yes, we can definitely do that. Why don't we start tomorrow and I'll get you, I'll do, we'll do like a speed course of. Um, accelerated training for advanced students. Accelerated training for advanced CITs. Yes! <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and future training course. I, you know, Carrie Ann, I guess I took this for granted. Why do you love camp so much? Um, camp is everything to me. And, um, I hope one day I can just mean something to camp. That is so sweet. In, in, you know, one-on-one, so sweet. And maybe I should be looking for that instead of you in group situations. You're maybe, you're, you're more earnest than, okay. All right. Um, I, um. One of my teachers once told me that I was like a an individual size waffle maker versus like the four packs that um that you find in commercial kitchens. So um maybe that's um maybe that's what he meant. Like maybe better um one on one um versus in a group. But like maybe I can grow one day to to be um to be like good for the group too. You're gonna need to know that if you're ever gonna be camp director one day. So we'll work on that. <gasps> Carrie Ann just like sits down. <laughs> All right, so Carrie Ann, I'll take the I'll take the net. Just go hang out with your friends. It's go go find less than Phoebe. You're you're working too hard, and I cannot believe I'm saying that to a 14 year old. <laughs> I will work hard on working less. Oh God, Carrie Ann, it's fun. Oh, all right, have a good night. I scoop up all the the bounty in my sweatshirt and uh, give her a little grin and run off. Director Low takes the the bath the net in front of you <laughs> just holding out in front in front of her as the as the alley is like squawking and, and borking and the walkie-talkie on her hip goes off and goes ma'am where are my snacks <laughs> boo you're not allowed to use the staff walkie-talkie that's only for head staff okay but i talked to alice and she said i could ask you where my snacks were Okay, no, tell, please put Alice back on the walkie-talkie. You shouldn't do that. She starts talking on the walkie-talkie. She turns around, and the Alicanto kind of sticks its head out from the net. And it uses its hooked beak to fish out Director Lowe's keys. That jingles on the ground as it, as it hits the ground, but it kind of falls in like a pile of leaves, so it's, a, it's softer. And Director Lowe is saying... Boo, give back the walkie-talkie. You should not be using it. Also, you had s'mores earlier. I'm sure you're getting it all sticky. You can't do that. And the Alicanto kind of roots around in the keys, and it finds something shiny, particularly shiny. And it's the whistle. And it goes, And the whistle is gone. 